I am back from what was one of the best big conferences I've ever been to, and that is Funnel Hacking Live. It happened last week in Nashville. And on today's episode, I'm going to break down my top takeaways from four days of really amazing content. I'll see you there. Want to know what it really takes to build a thriving, profitable business from the ground up? Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business Podcast. Your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. So Funnel Hacking Live holds a special place in my heart. I went to the first one in 2017. As I said on the last episode, I quit my job in January. Then in February, I went, I drove down to Dallas to go to Funnel Hacking Live. And I said I drove because we couldn't afford a plane ticket. And so we took the kids out of school, packed up our minivan and drove down towards Dallas. And on the way down, our minivan was having some trouble. It was having some mechanical trouble, but luckily we made it to Dallas. My wife dropped me off at the hotel, which I was rooming with my former employer. I just quit I just quit his company after 11 years. So it was kind of awkward. Uh, more on that in a different different episode. But uh, I found out while I was at that event that our minivan had totally broken down. We uh, The transmission was out. We had to replace it. It was like 5,000 bucks, 4,500 bucks, something like that. My wife called me on day two of this event. So here I was at this event that I just driven to, couldn't afford plane tickets, rooming with my former employer, which was awkward, and a vehicle that I just now realized we owe, I knew we owed money on it, but didn't know the transmission wouldn't work. It was a newer minivan, kind of a, a lemon, just a bad, just bad luck. And we couldn't afford to fix it. So we had to give it back to the dealership. They offered us, I think, 6,000 bucks. We owed something like 12,000 bucks. And I just said, hey, what else you got on the lot? Like we got to get back to Colorado eventually. And we just bought this middle of the road, uh, uninteresting gray minivan. It was, you know, not like, Oh, awesome. A gray one. Oh, cool. The interior is gray too. Oh, cool. The dashboard is gray. Oh, awesome. The seats are cloth and all like, it was just a basic minivan that we were really grateful for. And it served us really well. And then uh, that, that story closed a few months ago. My wife got in a, got rear-ended and everybody's okay, but we lost that minivan in an accident and got a new car. But all that to say, Funnel Hacking Live has an important role in my entrepreneurial journey. And I went in 2017. Then in 2018, my business was doing really well. So I got my own hotel, like not going to room with anybody. And it was at Disney Springs in Orlando and, uh, or not Disney Springs, Disney's like Coronado Resort or something. And it was really great and really awesome conference. But it's kind of like a, I don't know, people that love click funnels are, are crazy. Like they're, it felt more like a network marketing kind of hypey conference than like an industry conference where it's like, all right, sit down and here's the keynote speaker and take a bunch of notes. It was more like, almost like a rock concert. I didn't go in 2019. I was prepping for my own event. And so I went to, I think, Funnel Hacking 3, 4, skipped 5, and this was Funnel Hacking 6. And I got to say, it was one of the best, if not the best, biggest events I've been to. I look at a lot of things when I say that, and it's like, the venue was great, the speakers were great, everything was on time, the food they served was great, the price of the event wasn't bad. Like, all of the boxes that they checked, uh, that they had were, were checked. I didn't leave overwhelmed, which is really bad for me. I've gotten better at distilling down information and not taking a ton of notes. So I took the notes on what mattered. That's what I'm gonna give you today on this episode is my big takeaway from most of the speakers. Some of the speakers, quite frankly, I didn't I either didn't go to their session or I didn't have a big takeaway. And I don't, I don't want to waste your time. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to walk you through the top things that I learned from the speakers at that event. Okay. So the first speaker that I heard when we walked in, his name is uh, Ryan Holiday. And Ryan Holiday's written books like The Optical is the Way and Stillness is the Key and Perennial Seller and stuff like that. And so he was talking about how to become a perennial seller in your business. And my top takeaway from uh, from him is he was talking about our ideas and how he vets his ideas. And he says when he gets an idea for a book or for a, you know, for us, it could be a course or a product we want to make. 
He said, I'll sit with it for a few days. And if somebody can talk me out of my idea, it wasn't a very good idea in the first place. Or if a few days go by and I'm not passionate about that idea, it wasn't very good in the first place. And then he said to do what you can't not do, right? So like, with what I'm working on with the fam and the live events and the crew and those things. Like I can't not do that. Like I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I weren't doing those things. So thinking about that in your life, what is it that you're working on or you want to do? Maybe you're already doing it that you can't not do. Okay. Uh, second speaker, the, his name is Dr- Jermaine Griggs and Jermaine is kind of a original online marketer guy. He's been around in the world for a while. I never met him before or heard his stuff. He talked about a lot of things about how to achieve financial freedom was kind of the main thing. But my top takeaway was how he talked about testing his ideas. And I've heard this once before, but it was really a good reminder. And it's how he tests. He said, first, I test the forest and then the trees and then the branches and then the leaves. Okay. So test the forest, the trees, the branches and the leaves. Now for me, my interpretation, not what he taught, but my interpretation is like, well, what's the forest? And that's like a geographic location. So for us, that could be our audience. Like I'm going to go fish in this pond over here for a little bit, or I'm going to go explore in this forest. And this forest is, you know, Tony Robbins fans or Gary Vaynerchuk fans or stay at home moms or whatever. That's like the forest. That's the audience. And then, then we're going to test the offer and then test the campaign and then test the copy. Now, if you think about that, when it's a forest, a tree, a branch and a leaf, testing the leaf would be like, what if I made the font size on my headline up by two pixels? Like, yeah, I guess you can test that later, but don't test that first. Like first test your offers and test how you're talking about it and test the audiences that are seeing your offers, et cetera. Don't worry so much about the branch and the, and the leaves. Focus more on testing the forest and the trees. Hope that makes sense. Uh, next thing I learned was from Russell Brunson, then also from Catherine Jones. And Catherine's a design hacker. She likes things to look nice. And then Russell was talking about how he tests other offers. And I'll just summarize them both with this. If you if you want to test, like a, f- a friend of mine, her name's Jen. She wants to test an offer in the sugar area. Like she helps people, helps women get freedom from sugar. So I went to, there's a website called ClickBank. And set up a free account. And ClickBank has a lot of affiliate offers. And you can search by the offers that are working the best. And so you can type in like fitness for women. Or you can type in sugar offers or something like that. And you can see really high converting funnels. And then see what those pages look like. What do they say? How are they talking? How is it designed? What are the headlines? What are the video elements? What are the pieces that are there? And then we can mimic those. Not copy, but we can mimic those and the flow on that page. Okay? So for you, you might, if you don't want to use ClickBank, just Google your offer. And maybe try to find... Uh, the audience you're trying to serve. So I could Google something like online courses for entrepreneurs or how do I get started with my Facebook ads course, like things like that, thinking they, that audience, they, whoever's ranking on Google probably is getting some kind of traction and some kind of results and I can learn from them and model what they're doing. Next thing I learned was the three closes that we use to close people on our offers. And the three closes are emotion, logic, and fear. Russell was teaching this. And so if you want to close somebody on your amazing offer, the first close that we would use in an email, in a video sales letter, on a landing page, we want to use the emotional close of how will this increase their status? Like emotionally, why will this make their life better? Okay, and get them bought into that. And then logic is like, we want them to, the people want to avoid a status decrease. So for me, when we bought, even I was kind of making fun of that minivan, when I saw that gray on gray on gray minivan, I thought, man, this is kind of a status decrease. This isn't a very cool vehicle. It's practical. It gets good gas mileage. Like logically, it made sense. But emotionally, we weren't very excited about it. 
And then my wife got a new car. Well, it's a used car, but new to us. And when we were driving it, we're like, this is it. I love it. It's amazing. It's incredible. And you're thinking like, I'm going to look cool in the carpool lane. This will look great in my garage. This will do great. You know, all this stuff. You're thinking about how it increases your status. And then logically that part kicks in and you think, and it gets good gas mileage and there's room for seven and it gets good storage and it's all wheel drive. Like logically the logic kicks in. And then the last part of why we buy stuff, and I'll stick on this used car example for us, the fear kicks in. Like, I don't want to miss out on this. Like, this is the only one. Like, we waited months to transfer this car to us, and it's finally here. Like, if we don't buy it, somebody else will. And then that fear of missing out and the scarcity and the urgency kick in. So that's the three emotional, the three closes and use them in that order. So number one, emotionally, why would people want to buy your product or service? Number two, logically, why does it make sense? And number three, you add the scarcity and urgency of whatever the offer is. It's going away or the price is going up, et cetera. Okay. Uh, next guy was a guy named Gabe, and he taught about how he used contests to grow his list. Okay, so my top takeaway from Gabe was there's a tool. I'm going to give you a couple of tools here, and if I remember, I'm going to link them in the show notes here. But he used a tool called UpViral, and UpViral is a way to uh, have a, a contest. Let me give you some more context. Gabe teaches uh, he has a membership site, I think, where people can download music, and so he said, "Well, the the I'm going to do a contest, and the top." The winner of this contest, I'm going to fly them to LA. We'll record their music uh, in the studio and then like publish it out on social media and stuff like that. So a really cool grand prize. And that's why people were entering the contest. On the thank you page, a tool like UpViral, you can give them more points for sharing it on Instagram or you know following you on Facebook or watching a YouTube video. Like You can give them different points to increase their entries into the contest so they'll win. And he got like it was a cool case study, 40,000 leads or something like that made a bunch of money. So my takeaway from that is if I were to run a contest, I would use something like UpViral. Next one was from a guy named Dan Henry. And I'm going to make this a two-part episode. I'm kind of watching the clock and we're about at the 10-minute mark. So I'll, I'll do a part one and part two. So I'll, I'll close with this one. But Dan Henry, he taught a, a message or a, a concept called the whiteboard webinar. He's like, hey, white webinars are cool. And he's made a bunch of money with webinars, but he said they're hard to pull off. Like you have to make the PowerPoint and find the graphics and the flow and then show up live and people need to register, then show up and watch it, then buy your thing. And it just takes a long time to pull it off. And so what he had done was he just started teaching what he calls whiteboard webinars as a way to vet his offer. So he'll go live on Facebook and say, hey, like I'm going to show you something real quick. And he has a blank whiteboard and he just teaches it. And if people love it and they comment and they share and they learn something, then he knows that's a good piece of content to add more uh, more shine to, more polish or more structure, more professional professionalism. Uh, and if not, then he just deletes that Facebook Live and that wasn't a very good idea. But he said, it's amazing because either way, I'm out like 30 minutes and I taught some stuff and they really liked it or I didn't, you know, or they didn't like it, but I'll just do something else the next day. So that's my top takeaway there. That's mainly day one. Like that's like day one and half of day two. And on the next episode, I'm going to talk about what I learned from Tom Bilyeu, the billionaire founder of Quest Bars, uh, Frank Kern, Julius Dean, Stephen Larson, more Russell Brunson, of course, and then Prince EA. I'll talk about that on the next episode, the part two of our series here in my top takeaways from Funnel Hacking Live. I'll see you there.